Welcome to Overcrest. I'm Chris. And I'm Jake. <laughs> I really need a shirt that just says, hey, hey guys, guys, on it for sure. Okay, so this is our newest episode for money. <laughs> it's our Overcrest Rewind, and we've got lots of good stuff. Uh, Volkswagen is still lying to everybody. Uh, Tesla is leaving their drivers stranded. Uh, uh, Paris is out of control. Hybrids are dead. Bugatti is amazing. Volkswagen. It's a big news it's, it's week. It's a big news day. Plus, we have a new reporter that's going to be working with us. His name is Buster Conrad. So he's gonna be uh, he's gonna be talking to us at the end of the episode. He's calling in with a new story that he's got, and I'm really oh, very looking, looking forward to hearing from him to hear what he dug up. He's he's actually a uh, he's a reporter. Uh huh. Um, he actually was a weatherman in all 50 states. Wow, which is really really impressive. Now that he's That's done that, quite a distinction. Now that he's done that, he's looking at a move into automotive uh, reporting. Interesting. Yeah. So we'll hear from him at the end of the episode. Okay. So what do we? Uh, what, oh, before we everybody go over to Patreon.com. Slash Overcrest for $5 a month, just five, only $5. For as low as $5 a month, you too can feel good can about be yourself. be part of the Overcrest community. Yeah, the Overcrest community. Yeah, you can be our comrade, our comrade. <laughs> we yeah. just now uh, recorded uh, the Patreon exclusive episode this month about <laughs> homologation cars, the homologation specials. And you, of course, heard last week one of our previous Patreon yeah. exclusives about the Lancia Stratos. Yeah, it starts at five bucks, goes up to I think twenty-five with all kinds of different things that you can get. You know, we have new t-shirts coming out, so you'll be able to get one of the new t-shirts if you sign up. Um, we would really love to and hear. you get what? these episodes right away. Yeah, so this this is actually going up uh, Thursday night. You're hearing it on Monday. Yeah, you're not as cool as the cool no, kids. They they already were in the future. They, yes, they are. They absolutely are. Okay, so what do we got? So, I want to hear. This is this is I. Why Volkswagen? I don't know. Okay, Why? so Volkswagen's lying again. Volkswagen <laughs> must forfeit greenhouse gas emission credits and is lowering the fuel economy rating on 98,000 vehicles after the U.S. Envi Environmental Protection Agency said auto software overstated real-world performance. Okay, are we talking when you say auto software? Are we so, talking about the heads-up display on your car? No. What cars are we talking about? 98,000 what? Let me get there. But first, Volkswagen agreed to a $96.5 million court settlement. Great. And that's to reimburse affected customers. So Wait, a $96 million court settlement with no fine? Okay, that sounds like a fine no to me. No punitive fine. That's just reimbursing customers. Oh, for the, the gas that they've... Exactly. Okay, okay. So what actually happened? Am this I is, an affected customer? <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, I want to be affected. Okay, so it, it's going to sound like deja vu if you remember Dieselgate here. Okay, so the I software... Can't I cannot believe we're doing this. This is a software issue. The software installed on roughly a million model year 2013 to model year 2017 Audi, Bentley, Porsche, and Volkswagen vehicles caused the transmission to shift gears in a matter that optimized fuel economy and greenhouse gas emissions during EPA-prescribed emission tests, but not under normal driving conditions. So this is another case of them making a defeat or a change okay, when, when that was is only this? active during EPA testing. Okay, so when was this happening? What period? Is this the same time as the other stuff is happening? Or is this on newer cars and it's happening like again? No, I think they also found this other defeat uh, device that was hap that was installed for four years, from model year, model year 2013 to 2017. Okay. But it's just coming to light that this was another defeat device that they put in there. So the new CEO of Volkswagen, Herbert Diess, yeah. is got to just be like, guys. What were you doing? Are you effing kidding me? 
another scandal. <sighs> Nuts. What year is the... Um, Mine's 2010 or 11 or something. My wagon. And it is... Okay, so yeah, no. It wouldn't apply. So no. I'm not getting any money. No settlement for oh, me. Oh, shucks. I just don't understand. Why? It's... You would think that... Well, I bet what happened was... Here's what happened. They got busted, and whoever did this mm -hmm. was like, ooh, I hope they really don't find out about what I did with the transmission stuff. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. they just... Ooh, I really hope nobody finds out about this. But now they found out, and it's just another thing that happened. It's retrospective, right? This yes. isn't something happening right now. No. This it was is something, something that was also done. It's it's the... <sighs> yeah. Bad times, man. But it's, it's to the point now where everybody's kind of like, well... That's, yep, that's Volkswagen. Yeah, <laughs> they might as they might as well just lie, just yeah. lie, just fuck it, <laughs> lie. Who cares? Our new cars don't <laughs> have any emissions at all. Yeah, see this unicorn? <laughs> <laughs> Here, all you gotta take this poop out of this unicorn and just mush it yeah? up. And there you go. Oh, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. So another sad story, Chris. Do you like the Fiat Five Hundred? Yes, I like it. I yeah. drove one in Italy. Which was perfect. That's Manuela Fiat, por favore. So, it's uh, and I like the Abarth. Oh yeah, the Abarth. It's is well, it's good. one car that sounds bigger than its britches. Oh heck, you yeah. know what I mean. It sounds it's, really yeah, good. It sounds great. So all forms of the 2019 Fiat 500 hatchback and convertible, including the Abarth edition, are being discontinued with the current 2019 inventory as it's sold off through 2020. This includes the electric Fiat that they had. Uh, the electric 500, I mean, the standard, the turbo, and the Abarth iterations. Once this little 500 is gone, Fiat's lineup will then consist of the 500X crossover, the 124 Spider, which is the Miata, and the 500L micro minivan thing. Micro minivan thing? Yeah. So the question is, why are they discontinuing it? Because crossovers. Nobody, people don't want the little car. No, they want they crossovers want now. Uh, however, I will say there are rumors of a next generation 500 model, which would, of course, be well, that, an EV. That just, well, yeah, if it's going to be an EV, I guess I understand that. But it's, it's why everybody doesn't need a freaking crossover. Yep. It's just, you, most, I went to uh, Menards yesterday. Okay. And I needed three six <laughs> foot three six foot pieces, pieces of fencing and two stair stringers yep of six steps each i took my mercedes <laughs> i have a wagon but i just i just apparently wanted the challenge uh-huh and it worked not you just most people do not need this yeah. they don't need it stop just stop i want to there should be, can I stand in front of all the dealerships with a sign like, that says you don't need a crossover? <laughs> or in order to buy this crossover, it's... <laughs> okay, I can't use that comparison because it's uh -oh. way too off color. But I should I should be, I sh it should almost be, oh, I can't say it. It's it's way too off color. I got to, how do I put this? Because I can, mm, I can be at the dealership. Uh-huh. And all of the people that are going to buy a crossover uh -huh. have to talk to me first. Uh -huh. So I can try and talk to them about alternative methods uh -huh. before they buy the crossover, just to make sure that they're doing the right thing. Uh -huh. You know what I'm saying? Uh -huh. I could talk to every single person. Uh -huh. Just be like, are you sure you want to buy this crossover? Uh -huh. How many cubic feet do you really need? Right. Do you need this? It's worse fuel economy. Yeah. Are you sure you want to do this? You you're, could... con you're contributing to the to automotive malaise. You realize that, right? Do you really <laughs> need this? Automotive malaise. <laughs> <laughs> I should so everybody be standing should I... in front of the door there as people are trying to get in, and you're maybe 
sign, no, 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 no. Maybe... No, I'm going to have my own office with my own room. <laughs> and people are going to have to come in and I'll shut the door and it'll be like a soundproof room and we can have a chat oh, about geez. whether they really uh-huh. need a crossover or not. And I think I could change some minds. <laughs> what do you think? I think this is a terrible <laughs> idea. I could change minds. All, All right. right. So we have a Tesla, you know, they have a, an app. <laughs> so, right. So, you, you don't have your, a key. You do. You have, a, you have a card, like it's a, a card. key card, or you have right. your phone. Right. You so can, there is no key. You either have your hotel key card. It's just, just stupid. Or you yep. can use the app right. on so your phone. app. So everyone ma- is going to use the app on their phone. Because that's much easier. Uh, which many owners, they use this as a key for their vehicle. It was down for hours So the app on Monday was evening. down. Sort of. Uh, several Tesla drivers took to Twitter complaining that the app was down and taking Tesla with questions about when it would be restored. One, pl- one Pleasanton, California woman told NBC Bay Area News she had to take an Uber home because of the Tesla outage. Downdetector.com, which is what shows up if you type uh, whatever down. Yeah, like it, Gmail down. Anything. They, yeah, they, 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 de- just... they detect the, I think it's the searches people do of it. Like, is this shit broken or not? I think that's what they detect is how many people are going, what's going on with this? No, they actually look at the servers. Oh, they do? Yeah, they try to ping all the major servers. Well, that's probably a better method. (laughs) (laughs) They indicated the outage started at about 4.30 p.m. and lasted for about four hours. Okay. Tesla confirmed the mobile app was briefly unavailable Monday and was restored soon after. Several users said it was three to four hours. The phone has key functions separately from the in-app lock-unlock features, which require a cell phone signal and are not a primary means of entrance, exit, and vehicle usage, the company said. As a result, Tesla said there are no more. There was no impact to phone as key functionality as long as users remain logged in to their accounts. So basically, their servers were down, so you couldn't log in. I so gotcha. if you were logged out, you couldn't get into your car. Yeah. <laughs> that <laughs> seems all... like there's a simple solution to so, this. Let me you ask know... you a question. What do you carry in your pocket? <laughs> my po- my my phone and and my money clip. And what could you put in your money clip very easily so you don't have to run into this problem ever again? <laughs> well, that key card, but you know, it's too- Or, you know what you could do? Have it surgically implanted into your body and then you're never without it like that chick did. Oh, that's right. We did see the story. Yeah. I'm just thinking, Chris, it's too bad there's not a foolproof physical device, something you could carry around that's simple, doesn't take battery power, it doesn't need to connect to a server that could then mechanically open your car door. And it could even, this same device could be used to start the car as well. If and it, only and it would be, something like and that. And it would be dead reliable. Right. It would, you, I it just would wish never something fail. like that existed. I know. I'm, I, somebody should get on that. They could, they could, could be a market revolution. <laughs> All right. So Paris is going to enact a noise ordinance against vehicles okay and this is just another thing just one more thing on the list of things (laughs) that people that hate cars are trying to do uh motorcycles thundering through residential neighborhoods revving their engines and waking up every child in the street may soon be a thing of the past in france a paris suburb is trying out a new system that can identify noisy vehicles pinpoint their location and automatically ticket them how i will tell you the device, which the mayor calls a noise radar, has been installed <laughs> on a lamppost in the center of Villevigneux-le-Roy, a town in, <laughs> next to paris Urly Airport. Okay, uh-huh. <laughs> it's, remember in the, in the movie Matrix where it's like, I love to, see, to, <laughs> I love to speak French. I love to swear in French. It makes me think like I'm wiping my ass or 
No, I, I don't I'll, remember. Yeah, I'll, add, I'll edit that out. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's, it was. Uh, it was. Uh, I, I feel like I'm wiping my ass with silk or something like that. It was like really, really funny, but I fucked it up. Um, Anyways, will, the device. It will be activated as soon as a new government draft law permitting such systems is passed. So oh, so it's not legal. It's not legal. So the machines are already out there, oh, but they're not legal yet. Um, the town will link the sound recordings to police CCTV cameras and automatically issue tickets to offenders. So the sound radar is going to be like, that car's making noise. The camera's going to come on, get the license plate, and then you'll automatically get a ticket. Correct. Cool. Quote. We have nothing against Ferraris or Harley Davidsons, but their owners, I didn't put <laughs> that thing. in there. They're the same thing, they, by the way. They, they One, in exactly, the same. Yes. One in the same. They're exactly the same. But their owners sometimes like to demonstrate their vehicle's power, and the noise really troubles residents, said oh, Villevenue official Remy Zwadia. The mm-hmm. new device, developed by Bruce Parif engineers, has four microphones that measure decibel levels every tenth of a second and can triangulate where a sound originates. Hmm. So it's got multiple microphones, right. and it uses, I'm guessing, the Doppler effect. Correct. You know, to, to detect what car it is, mm-hmm. where it's going, and where it was. Um, it, displays, it displays a picture of an acoustic wake as a trace of colored dots behind a moving source of loud noise, such as a souped-up motorcycle. Souped up, Chris. Souped up. All this makes me think of is the, uh, the infrared videos where someone farts and then walks away. <laughs> 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 you can definitely see yeah. who dealt it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. With this tool, it is not possible to dispute who made the noise. So uh, nearly 40 of the devices have been in operation for several months near busy, busy bars in Paris entertainment areas. Another 17 have been installed at major building sites. So <laughs> they are cracking down on the Harleys at the bars. Probably. That's really what I they're just, saying here. Can you really tell me that Harleys are a thing in France? Oh, yeah. They're big worldwide. Are you kidding me? Oh, no. They're big. Ugh. Even in like Istanbul, there's big Harley communities, and yeah, brutal. All right, so far the system is in trial mode only, and no fines have been issued. But Villevenue is in contact with every single pr- one of these people. When you say their name in French, sounding yeah. they sound like total assholes. <laughs> this guy is <laughs> is in contact with the transport ministry to activate it as soon as the new law is passed. So as soon as this is passed, he's going to flip he's, the switch. Yep, and tickets are just going. The government plans a two-year trial period of test technology and define the noise levels that will trigger fines. So, so you're, it's not, a, you're not going to get fined for two years. Yeah, they're just going to keep track of everything and find out what's really noisy and what's not. Yeah. So who knows? Maybe if, maybe if you sneeze while you ride by on your bike, you're going to get a ticket. Yeah, no kidding. So uh, another... What if... Oh, hold on. Can we just go into the square since we're not on vehicles? What if we're on bicycles and just have air horns? Oh, I would love to just go buy that thing with air horns on a bike. You're probably going to get a ticket that's just disturbing the peace. How are they going to track me? There's no license plate on my bicycle. You have to have a licensed bicycle. That's illegal. You need to have a license on your bike. Wait, Even here. Really? Yeah, no. you have to license your bike. Yes. No. Yes. You have to buy a bike I've license. I've never heard of this, Chris. You are supposed to have a bike license. What? I guarantee Since it. when? Call up Woodbury, where you live, and say, do you sell bike licenses? And they will say, yes, you are required to have one. No. Guaranteed. And the police, if your bike gets stolen and you don't have a, a bike license, they're not going to help you. We have no way to track this bicycle. Trust me. It's the facts. So hybrids. Hold are, on. This is the most. You're kidding me. No. So are you like? Have you never heard of a bicycle license? No, I haven't. Yeah, this is a thing. What? So can you get a ticket for not having your bike licensed? Yes, but I don't think they enforce it because it's ridiculous. Wow. Yes, you need to have a you need to have a bike on a license on your bike. It's true. 
Yeah, but then it's not like you get a number plate. No, you get a little sticker that goes on the tube. Right. Well, even if my my bike is licensed, they won't be able to recognize me in the CCTV as I drive by with my air horns. I don't know. They're just going to be like, give that short guy a ticket. (laughs) (laughs) We. (laughs) (laughs) So hybrids are pretty much dead. Really, really, really dead. Which I, I, I like... I like the idea of it. Well, what I like no even better is just an electric with a range extender, which I guess is considered a hybrid then. It is. Not quite, but right. right. Um, so GM plans to fully launch 20 vehicles, electric vehicles worldwide in the next four years, including plug-in models in the U.S. for the Chevy and Cadillac brands. Volkswagen, who has also committed billions to producing more battery-powered vehicles, including introducing a small plug-in SUV in the U.S. next year, an electric version, and its minibus around 2022. Quote, if I had a dollar more to invest, would I spend it on a hybrid or would I spend it on the answer that we all know is going to happen Hmm. and get there faster and better than everyone else, says GM president Mark Roos in a new interview about how he is a dick. Well, you kind of get his point. If you see the market is saying electric is what's next, why would you be investing in hybrids when you could use that money to invest in electric? Right. So also dad is common sense because Hmm. this is here's what I think happened. I think that they were trying to use hybrids as a transition. Right. Like you had the Tahoe hybrid. Remember yes. that? You oh, had all yeah. kinds of weird hybrids. that Suburban maybe, hybrid. Yep. There was a lot of different little hybrids that were out there, and people didn't buy them. Yeah. They weren't, they weren't good, first of all, and people weren't buying them, second of all. I mean, right. people. the only people that bought hybrids were people that wanted to drive a, a, a car that everybody would know that they're driving a hybrid. That's why it, the first Suburbans that said hybrid, were it was like a big graphics package on the side. Right. And I remember a lot of the politicians used those. Right, for people. sure. So you had, uh, then people bought the Volt mm-hmm. and the Prius. Mm-hmm. But even that was more of a virtue signaling thing for some people. And there's a whole segment of people that are like, I'm not going to buy a Prius because it's, I'm politically not associated with it or mm-hmm. it's just not mm-hmm. something I'm interested in or it's a, it's a mini car, whatever. It's just... Right. They just weren't interested, and most Americans weren't. But um, in the last few years, obviously, you've seen Tesla just come out, lights out, right? And yeah. it was a completely unexpected move. So the transition period that was that was was happening slowly is no longer relevant. Yeah, because Tesla came out so hard and proved what is possible True. with electric cars that the transition period of hybrids was just is just gone. Yeah, You're just, it's just not even there anymore. And and it was so powerful. That it, most people go, well, why would I own a hybrid when I can just have an electric car? Yeah. They don't think through the process because consumers are stupid. <laughs> so so that, so that the manufacturers aren't going to want to develop two technologies. Right. So they had this whole period of transition period that they were going to design for, and it's it completely irrelevant now. So why would they? Why? Why bother? Yeah. Yep. That's it. So okay. um, Bug- did you know that Bugatti has broken the speed barrier? I did. Again? I did. So the 300 mile an hour mark production vehicle. Is that car going to be in production or not? So that's the thing. It's not actually the production version. It's like a modified version of the Sharon. Okay. So So what does it mean? It's not a production vehicle then, is it? Are they going to sell it? I don't know. As like that? As like the 300 mile per hour edition? They should. They should. They might. But it's like longer... More aerodynamic. I wonder if they'll do something. I I bet they do something. <laughs> Jesus, Jake. Oh, my God. All right. So <laughs> Bugatti has once again shown what it is capable of. With this new record of the Sharon, we enter. 
Fucking A, man. Bugatti has once again shown what it's capable of. This is Bugatti speaking um, from the press release. With this new record of the Chiron, we enter again into uncharted territory. Never before has a series manufacturer reached this high speed, says Stephen Winkleman, president of Bugatti. Our goal was to be the first manufacturer ever to reach the magic 300 mile per hour mark. Was it so, ever? Was there ever a doubt that they would be the ones to do it? I mean, realistically. But what's interesting, they're not saying production car record. They're saying manufacturer record. No, so they didn't is, even say it's series manufacturer. They, they're not even saying that. We just we're, we're the first manufacturer ever to reach this mark. We have now achieved this, making ourselves, the entire team, and myself incredibly proud. With this new world record, Bugatti will also withdraw from the competition to produce the fastest serial production cars. See, that's what's interesting. That is, we have shown several times that we've built the fastest cars in the world. In the future, we will focus on other areas. So that's it. That's like they literally just mic dropped right yeah, there. They did. They mic. They're like, all right, out. we did it. Um, We're done. It's kind of sad. It's almost. It's almost like they quit. They're like, ha ha, beat you. I quit. Yes. And so then anybody else that that tries contests it, they'll be like, well, we're done. So we got there first. Doesn't matter. Kind of a na 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 na. Yeah, yeah, big time. Right. And I don't like that very much. No. <laughs> and, but it's to the point now where I think that. Well, even, it's irrelevant. First it, of all, yeah, of course it's irrelevant. But it well, it's irrelevant in the same way that, um, you know, doing anything like this is irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going blind. The sun is shining on me. Right. The sun is finally out. Um, it's irrelevant in the same way that. Any kind of extreme anything is irrelevant. Okay. You know, it doesn't really impact regular people's lives, but it's nice to see the human advancement and the technological advancement. True. It, 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 in that way, in that way, it's, it's nice. So It's too um, bad you don't see, like, stopping distance. Why aren't we, like, shortest stopping distance of any production car? Because that's something that's actually useful. Probably because that's all tire manufacturer. That doesn't really have anything to do with the manufacturer. True. Um, Le Mans winner and Bugatti test driver Andy Wallace reached the top speed of exactly... 490.484 kilometers an hour, which is, which is 304.773 on August 2nd, 2019 on the test track at Era Lechian in Lower Saxony, which is in Germany. Right. Um, after one condition, after one lap to condition the Schroen, a.k.a. warm it up, Andy Wallace accelerated out of the north curve to 200 kilometers an hour to reach a top speed on the 8.8 kilometers straight. At precisely defined breaking point, he decelerated the Sharon back to 200 kilometers an hour to drive through the South Bend. He had a distance of two kilometers in which to do so. I went at full throttle from the start for approximately 70 seconds. It was important for me to be out of the bend at 200 kilometers an hour in order to reach the top speed on the straight. That required the very highest level of concentration, says the new record holder. He covered 136 meters in one second. Yeah, that Holy. is concentration because you can't comprehend how fast things are happening. 136 meters in one second. Like, can you imagine that going by if you were sitting on the side of the track? <laughs> so just as a, this is kind of funny. Um, my daughter, mm -hmm. Irene, always talks about she's really fast. Yeah. Right. She's like, I'm fast. Yeah. Do you want to see how fast I am? Okay. And she puts her hand in front of her face and just moves her hand <laughs> <laughs> like to left to right yeah. as fast as she can. And that's how fast she is. But if you think about it, that's if you do that, that's how fast this thing is. It's just gone. gone. But that's how fast she is. And that's how, that's how fast, fast this, this is. thing is. Yeah. Um, so uh, the Bugatti had spent the uh, 12 months preparing for this. Okay. So this was, I mean, what do you have to do to prepare? Well, as you said, the car's different. 
Yeah. As you said, they I'm sure there was a lot of testing done on this track. Right. I mean, this is probably Andy Wallace living and sleeping in wherever this is, Lower Saxony, for, True. A, for a year. Um, so this is the VW test track. I, you've seen it on um, Top Gear. Yep. Uh, James May did his run of 259, yep. which uh, someone else beat in another Veyron 267 or something like that. Mm -hmm. But we also saw the McLaren F1 do the top speed record there, which I think was 220? Sure. 220 right. miles an hour, okay. maybe. I don't know. Um, but that was also Andy Wallace. Same driver. Oh. Uh, so this track was built during the Cold War. The location was chosen because at the time, it was a no-fly zone only 10 kilometers west, six miles west of the border between East Germany and West Germany. Okay. And thus, secret prototypes could be tested out of sight of potential rivals. Because so you can't fly a plane Nobody's there. flying a plane around or anything like that. It's at 207 feet of elevation, so it's almost at sea level. Yep. And although the straight portion of the track is perfectly flat and level for the entire length, when standing at one end of the straight, you cannot see the far end due to the curvature of the earth. Oh, the Coriolis effect. Yeah, so it's 5.4 miles long. That's cool. And again, most notably, they're done. Wow. All right, you're up. Yeah, so Volkswagen is partnering with German electric vehicle conversion company E-Classics to do conversions of classic air-cooled Beetles into EVs with a modern electric drivetrains. They've actually done the first one, and they're showing it. It's a 73 Super Beetle convertible, and it looks pretty cool. So I think that this is really the, the future of it modifying. Is. Yes. Um, there's a couple different places here where you can be yep. a, um, a dealer or an installer of this type of thing. Oh, really? Yeah, where you can be a, basically you can franchise out and be an installer of these people's kits and stuff like that. That's really cool. So I wonder someday if you'll have your Mark IV with a kit like this, your Mark IV Volkswagen or your... Cavalier or whatever, where somebody just makes something and yeah, kind of. It's gonna be the LS swap. I don't know. It's kind of like the just EV swap it, man. Just EV swap it. No, it's I'm imagining some sort of dystopian future where <laughs> the, the internal combustion engine is gone, but there's people still driving around the cars with some sort of hodgepodge 1999 program or i guess it would be 2009 tesla whatever engine shoved in it it's like a hundred years later and someone drags some tesla out of a field and put the motor in this thing and he's driving around i think that would be pretty sweet yeah i guess um, what do you mean you guess it would be sweet no what i like though i so i i haven't talked too much about it because i'm trying to work with this company to get so we can get an interview with them there's a company out there that's doing hybrid conversions to uh, old air-cooled Porsches, which I like because sure. then you have the same character and everything. But here's the problem. But all of a sudden you're adding like a 300 horsepower. Yeah, but what's the what's the problem? Wait. No. What? Cost. Oh, yeah. It's $75,000. Right. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. I know, the but I like that concept down. that you're keeping the the character of the engine there. And if they do it right in the well, future, I, it it just the location of the engine is has, I no. What? That's not what. That's not the entire character of a Porsche engine. No, I'm saying you keep your engine. Oh, so well, nobody's gonna be like, well, I just don't want to run an EV motor today. I'm gonna take it out and put. That's come on. What? No, it's a sandwich hybrid. Oh, you don't I, understand. I see what you're yeah, saying. I see it what you're saying. It replaces the clutch plate. I got what you're saying. Yeah, so you it's literally you could bolt it in your car as it is today, and you have another 300 horsepower motor in between the transmission and the engine. So do you shut the internal combustion engine off? You don't. It's a hybrid, but I imagine at some point they will have that capability, Here's so the, then you could have full EV So you say potential. 300 horsepower. Yep. That's going to blow up my transmission 
with that kind of instant torque. It's going to be gone. It's going to take the ring and pinion and basically put it into a garbage disposal made by God. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe they have some sort of like torque limit. There's got to be something so they going don't on. Just go I'm sure the the controller for the yeah for the motor will ramp power up appropriately. Right, exactly. Otherwise, you're just going to just rip everything apart. But it would be cool too if they somehow like used the same torque curve of the engine, so it just basically feels like it's amplified the engine power instead of. That would be cool. I remember seeing this exact setup. In person, oh yeah, at um at Rensport they had it, but it was for like nine nine sixes, like newer Porsches. Oh, and they had it set up where it was like I, I think, think they offer it for it might be the same company. Okay, I'm sure it probably is. If yeah. that's what they're doing. But it's it went in between the bell housing and the yep. thing, and it just sits there and yeah does its little program. But kind of neat. Yeah, I like the idea, but not for seventy five thousand dollars. I don't like the idea. Well, I like the idea for like twelve thousand dollars. Sure, well it'll you know? get there, and I still wouldn't buy it. Because it's still twelve thousand dollars for twelve thousand dollars. If I wanted, I could get to three hundred horsepower with my motor for twelve thousand dollars, and it would still be cool. It wouldn't have an electric motor in it. True. The only way I would do an electric conversion of car if it was a complete electric. Why not just do the complete electric conversion at that point? Because then you don't have the sound and the character. Yeah, but it's almost like fake lips and fake tits. It's no. not real. Yeah, it is. No, it isn't. It's better than having an electric car that makes noises come out of it like the Porsche does. No, because that that's is, full synthetic. Yeah, but it's real. It's real. That's this is what it, it's not. Engine mi- noises that are pre-recorded that are being piped through stereo is real. It's all electronic. It's all electronics. It's like the the little electronic noises. If you're putting it's, I'm it's surprised let me, you don't let me like say, this. Let me say this. It's what you expect. Okay, there's a mm-hmm. difference between what your expectations are with something like the Taycan. You expect it to sound like this. You expect it to be this. But when you put that electric motor in your nine, your old 911, right? It's not ex- what is expected. It's it's it's. I get it. But when you're talking about your dystopian things. future, I'd rather see this. Yes, I agree. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right. Next story. Rivian is actually now testing in the wild. Okay, we have we have not heard much from Rivian. No, we haven't. So the R1T, that's their truck. It's allegedly testing in Tierra del Fuego, Argentina. So remember Rivian promised to deliver the first of its electric pickup trucks before the end of 2020. That's quick. That's soon. Yeah. Yes. It's a year. So they are out testing, and in the article, people were like pointing out differences between the concept car and the production car. It's very close, okay. which is impressive. The fuel door changed to the other side, and there's Wait, some other... the what? The <laughs> charging port? Charging door? Charging port? Fuel door? No, uh, it's not, not fuel. A fuel. No, no, no. Anyways, there was some other small changes, but it still basically looks like it did. Uh, an Argentinian Instagram user photographed a white R1T separately claimed that the pair of Rivians will be on will be touring through the Americas on their way to Los Angeles, attempting an electric vehicle distance record in the process of all of their testing. Jealous. I would love to be on that road trip. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Also, when researching this story, I found something else, Chris. Tank steer. So this is where the, the left so, side of the car, the wheels rotate one way, and the yeah. other side of the car, they rotate the opposite way. Okay, so here. So this gives all, donuts. Hello? Yeah. <laughs> so a video render surfaced in late July showing an RT1 performing a turn on its own axis like a tank would do. Like you said, the left wheels go reverse, the right wheels go forward, and you'll just spin the vehicle. While the video was taken down and there are reports of it not being an official Rivian release, keep in mind that the brand has trademarked both tank steer and tank turn. 
So that's pretty awesome. <laughs> I think it is. And it is a four independent four electric motors. So, so it, it here's can where this is that. useful. It's not, I mean, it's useful for fun of being able to do a donut in one spot. Yes. But it's also useful if you're trying to like climb up a rocks or something like that. Right. You can, or, so you the can, video showed it basically out in a rock area. Yeah. Think about rock crawling with this. Yeah. It would be really, really interesting to see what's possible. All right. So uh, Indiana police uh, have chosen to get rid of their Dodge Chargers. I know. And they are going to be using Teslas. I heard this. All right. So even though the Model 3 costs more than the Charger, the department said, I couldn't figure out what department it was. Uh, The department said that the EV will save taxpayers money. The Tesla runs 40 grand. A police issue Charger costs the police department about 25,000. Hello, I would love to have a Charger brand new for 25,000. A police one. You don't think you can get them? You can't. I don't think you can get in on that fleet deal because you're not part of the deal. That's a fleet deal. I suppose it's a bulk deal too. Yeah. Um, the Tesla is thirty nine five. I wonder if they get a fleet deal on that because that's I think just the normal price. Um, they uh, blah blah blah. The Model Three brings. Here's the thing that's kind of funny. Um, they say it's really really cheap. Uh, the replacement windshield wipers are also less expensive on the Tesla than the Dodge. Okay. Um, <laughs> over a six year period. Uh, oh, Bargersville. Bargersville. Nice. <laughs> PD expects you don't need cash there, Chris. <laughs> Not Bartersville, Bargers. Oh, I heard Bartersville. <laughs> uh, that would make bail interesting, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, we don't take cash here at Bartersville. You get me three chickens, two cows, and a bottle of whiskey, and we'll call that's it a deal. What, that's not what they sound like in Indiana. All right, so uh, they expect to save $20,600 for each car with the savings beginning in the third year. Which is pretty quick I kinda to like recoup. It. Here's what I don't like, and it's kind of creepy. What? The Model 3 brings stealth to crime fighting, too. Well, in, yeah, in a way. What do you mean? You could definitely hear the... You would never run from the police before, have you? No. You can hear them when they're looking for you. Okay. I. <laughs> so, okay, confession time. Okay. I was probably 14. Uh-huh. And my buddies and I, what we like to do is carry around a five-gallon bucket. Okay, so I'm 14. How old am I? I'm 38. So that's... 14, oh my God. 24, 24 years ago. <laughs> okay, so 24 years ago, you can just think about what cars were out. Yeah. A lot of 80s cars still okay. out on the road. Yeah. We would take a five gallon bucket and wire cutters and go cut the hood ornaments off cars. <laughs> I still have a five gallon bucket filled with hood ornaments at my <laughs> parents' house. Terrible. And someone called the cops on us. As you would do. As you would do. And they would come in, and they would look for us, and they'd creep back and forth, and you could hear them running. You could hear them coming. You could hear them running. Sure. And you knew. And I remember staying in these bushes and just sitting there super still, just sitting in the bushes, just waiting. <laughs> with your bucket. With with my bucket. Just like, ah. <laughs> it would have been bad. And that was also, the doing that yeah. was the first time I ever saw a naked girl. <laughs> So you're a peeping Tom as well? I was with my bucket walking down the street. Well, more like walking through people's yards. And I remember looking up across the street, and there was a naked girl with a towel in her window. Cool. Yeah, that was my... That was a good time for a 14-year-old Chris. It was. It was but a... anyways, so with a Tesla, you won't be able to hear it because there's no engine noise. So theoretically, you legally have to have an engine noise. So the question is, can you disable the engine noise so it makes no sound? Mm. Can you turn that off as the cops? I see what you mean. So here's the thing. Can you do you think that they'll in a long term high speed chase they'll be able to keep up <laughs> with like the, the cop air conditioning, all the computers going on, the lights. Oh and yeah, the they draw and, a lot of power, I bet. Yeah, they draw a lot of power. So I think if you had I wonder like, what the range is actually gonna be then. I don't know. Probably less than whatever the criminals are driving. 
if they have a full tank. True. But all right. All you got to do is get a spike strip out there within 200 miles and you're good. That's true. All right. Let's uh, let's get Buster Conrad on the line. And uh, you, you good with that? You want to call him up? Yeah, let's do that. All right, so this is, uh, this is a new segment, as we said, yep. with Buster. Yeah, here we go. Hello, Chris and Jake. How are you doing? Very good, Mister uh, Mister Buster Conrad. It's 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 great to have you on the team. You know, we've got we've got Joel Feder over at Motor Authority. Now we've got Mister Buster Conrad here to help us out with some stories. I I really appreciate your hard work and your uh, and obviously the footwork of getting in on some really really secret Porsche stuff. Well, I appreciate that. And by the way, it's uh, Conrad, uh, Mister Christopher Powell. <laughs> I apologize for that. I'm, I'm not too good with names. Buster Conrad. Gotcha. Conrad, not yes. Conrad. Well, thank you, Mr. Conrad. Mr. Conrad, thank you very much. Oh, what, uh, sorry. what have you been working on? Well, Chris and Jake, I've seen some crazy things in my life, but you know, a few things is weirder. It's earlier this week when I saw a bearded man sitting on the hood of one of the new Porsche Taycan prototypes, towing it behind a team of horses. Wow. Oh, Why were they doing that? Yeah. Well, it apparently... Uh, you know, we'll, we'll, co- we'll cover this a little bit later when I run into the, uh, the driver, the Porsche test driver. It had run out of, it had run out of battery near a farm, and uh, apparently they were towing it in regen mode, trying to give them a little bit of juice. So okay, I followed this okay. thing all the way. Oh, I'm sorry. So I followed this thing all the way to the farm. And that's where I ran into Porsche test driver Hans Trieber. Do we have the clip, guys? Yeah, I do. Hold on. Let me play it for you. Yeah, when the auto malfunction near a farm with only a horse and buggy, I thought I had a big problem. However, I was greeted by very kind people that took pity on me and were eager to help me get back on my way. My English is not so good, and I was very surprised when they spoke a strange type of German to each other. I changed to speaking German, and they were even more friendly, welcoming me to have lunch with them. It sounds like he was actually at their farm when you interviewed him. Oh, yeah. I, I stepped in all sorts of fun things, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I bet you did. <laughs> and so that was Hans, the, the test driver, huh? Yeah, Hans Trever. So anyways, uh, after he got back on the road after lunch, I followed him around for a little bit. Turns out he was able to safely reach the charging station in downtown Lansdale. So I went back to the local farming community where I first spotted the car and uh, attempted to interview the farm owner, a uh, local named Samuel Graber. Okay. And uh, he didn't really want to be recorded, but he did say that this car even had a television set for the passengers. You outsiders in your city surely have strayed further from God. Kind of <laughs> looked disgusted at me. It, was, it wasn't all the pornography. It wasn't all the, the R-rated films. It was the extra screens in the car that finally did it in for us. Apparently so. Uh, I tried to speak with some of the locals, and uh, according to several of them, after seeing the level of technology and entertainment devices built into the revolutionary new electric Porsche, Graber began to uh, contemplate if older, more simple automobiles may be committed by the Ordnung, the set of rules the Amish live by, and asked the community bishop to put it to a vote. Turns out the church voted nearly unanimously after Graber's recounting of the sheer number of doodads in the Porsche that the definition of humbleness and simplicity had been redefined. <laughs> so you're, you're telling me that this Taycan is so advanced that now the Amish are basically changing their own laws. Right. Well, I mean, the bar has definitely been raised. It is, it is a 
marvel of technology. And uh, I think that actually well, proves that the the Porsche Taycan is better than the Tesla. <laughs> I mean, this we've we've well, now, yeah. we've now moved an entire religion with this car. Right, right. I mean, there is a religion surrounding Elon Musk, but I don't know if that applies here. That's true. <laughs> so, what kind of cars are the are these Amish going to be uh, pursuing then? Well, it's funny you should mention that because reportedly, Graber, the farm owner, was the first in his community to purchase an automobile, a 1996 Toyota Corolla LE with manual windows that he found on a restroom corkboard at the general store at nearby Blue Ball, Pennsylvania. <laughs> it's reported you do. to be beige. Of course, it's beige. Well, it's beige on beige. I bet it's the interior's beige. Right. That's, I mean, you need to stay humble. Chris. Right. You, you can't have, I mean, right. they wouldn't be red. No, be red. no, certainly not. Well, I appreciate the uh, the heads up. I mean, if you're if you're making a, a religious movement, that's big news. So I appreciate you reporting. Right, on this. right. And uh, now we do have one more comment from Porsche. Oh yeah, what they do we got? That they will be. Yeah, they say, they stated in response to our question that they will be reducing the range estimates by fifteen percent to factor in passengers binge watching Frasier on Netflix. <laughs> We're trying to keep them from doing it. No, no, no they're factoring it in their range estimates because oh, yeah, yeah, you're yeah. using so much power watching That's Netflix. True. It's true. It's the, the comedy of that show draws extra amperage. <laughs> it's so damn funny. I do like me some Frasier. All right, Mr. Uh, Conrad, I, uh, I appreciate you calling in, and hopefully we can talk to you soon. Let us know what you dig up out there. Will do, will do. I'll have to chase more items. All right, see you. Take ya. care. Bye-bye. Bye. All right, so I look forward to more time with Mr. Buster. Buster Conrad. 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 Right. Get it right. Get it right. Thank you. All right, guys. We'll see you uh, next or later this week. Yes. Um, I've really been working hard on the movie card. Oh, is that stuff. what we're going to do? I don't know. I think so. <laughs> it's a lot of work. Yeah. No, I believe Because it. I'm watching every single movie that's on Ooh. my list, which at 20 movies is 40 hours worth of movie watching. Just how, for you guys. How many have you been through now? Uh, probably about 16 or 17. So, 17 car movies. Yeah, I've watched 17 car movies. I've watched every single one of these movies again so I can give you my thoughts. I'm not just pulling a list from someone else on the internet. Yeah. I'm actually going through and creating like this, it. and I've got some cool interviews, and I'm trying to pull a couple more interviews, which is what's taking me a little extra time. Gotcha. One of the ones that I want to do is one of the cars on the list, and I'll just give it out. I don't care, is, uh, is the AE86 okay. from Initial D. Okay. Did you ever watch Initial D? No, I didn't. I know what you're talking about, though. And I want to talk to somebody from Japan. I want to talk to somebody that's into, like, the the drift hunting and stuff like that and how Initial D was, like, a big cultural impact. So I've been having trouble getting somebody for that. So that's one of the things holding me back. But, um, yeah, if anybody knows anybody in Japan, let me know. (laughs) Uh, So I've got a couple feelers out there for that, and then we've got a few other things that I'd like to do as well. But for the number one or the number two and the number three cars, I have interviews for. And, like, number eight, I have an interview for. So I'm really, quite, I'm excited to hear this. Quite excited. So on that note, guys, we will see you. Uh, we'll see you in a, in later this week. Please leave us a five star review on iTunes. We'd really, really appreciate that. Um, we've got a couple contests going on now with WeatherTech and Obert Car Care. Correct. So you know, let's. Uh, you heard about those in the other episode. Make right. sure you do that. I don't remember the stuff <laughs> off the top of my head. And uh, we really appreciate you guys listening. And we'll see you in a couple days. Take care. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,